which is now up to 3 million for that account. And she sent me a little email that said, thank you. My commission paid for my daughter's college. So thank you for paying for my college educate, my daughter's college education through this commission. And I'm like, yes. So, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season three of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm, of course, Phil Better, and this season is presented to you by Unicorn Incubator. Unicorn is the largest rural incubator accelerator of its kind in the world. Located in southwestern France, Salah, its mission is to give entrepreneurs and their families their lives back while helping them build game-changing technology startups. Startups in the company are provided with a complete ecosystem for success, with direct access to proven funding sources, top-notch legal and accounting representation, access to the world's most generous business incentives, and most importantly, a dedicated sales and marketing accelerator that will put a startup's product or service on the fast track to success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. Today, we have Bryn Tillman on the podcast, and she is known as the LinkedIn Whisperer. So we're going to jump into the episode right now. Bryn, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Um, we talked shortly beforehand, and you already gave me some actionable advice. So I'm looking forward to learning more and hearing more about your, uh, your journey. Thanks, Phil. I'm looking forward to being here. I appreciate being a guest. Awesome. So we're going to start off. Could you just give my audience a quick little introduction about yourself so that they know more about you and then we'll dive into the stories? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a recovering sales trainer. Uh, I have been in uh, business development and sales training for my whole career. And then I found this link, LinkedIn thing, right, that I went, oh, this is pretty cool and decided that's all I wanted to do for the rest of my career. Um, so ultimately we help sales professionals and entrepreneurs and anyone really responsible for business development leverage LinkedIn to start more sales conversations. I love that. I love that. Everybody needs to use the different social medias to their advantage. And uh, I love that we have another LinkedIn specialist. We had one in season one and now we have another one in season four. So it's just a great, great thing. Um, how did you jump into becoming known as the LinkedIn Whisperer? Uh, it's kind of fun. And, and and I had a client actually name me and I'm like, oh, that's kind of catchy. I might keep that. Um, you know, LinkedIn is a funny thing. It could be overwhelming to a lot of people. You can get on and it, you know, it's confusing and people end up in these random acts of social. And I did a pretty good job of kind of harnessing the power and making LinkedIn easy for salespeople. So I think it, I think the whisper came from like, we take this thing that's chaotic and we calm it down and we slow it down. And, and a lot of what we say is slow down the outreach to speed up the outcome, right? And it's just about kind of pacing it out and really using it in a way that you know, we would sell in the real physical world, just looking at the digital platform as a new way to connect and build relationships. I love that. I love that. I think the world needs more of those connections and that losing, losing that impersonalness that we've had over the few years and you bringing it into the social media where it's known to be impersonal is even better. Um, what started your journey, like decided to, like you said, you found LinkedIn and you're like, I want to make this my, my career. 
was there a specific moment in your business, like your, I guess your, your nine to five, if we will, in your nine to five, that was like, okay, I'm done dealing with the nine to five. I want to branch out into the entrepreneurial world. Well, so it actually happened in stages. So I was actually a business development community representative for a local bank. And um, in the time of kind of that first major financial crisis in like 07, 08, you know, that everyone was laid off and like, how do we bring in new business for our financial advisor? So we launched a a career advocacy program where we had people that came in and taught how to interview well and how to write resumes. And so we'd bring in all these people that had 401ks to roll over. Right. And so, (laughs) you know, but we would help them that have all now been just recently laid off because we had huge layoffs locally. We have a lot of pharma that got laid off. And so we really became a service to the community and at one point, someone said, well, you really need to be teaching this LinkedIn thing. So no one knew really about it. It was relatively new. So I said, you know, I'll figure it out. And I started teaching it from uh, finding a jobs perspective. And in weeks, I went, this is a sales tool. Like LinkedIn didn't even know they were a sales tool yet. I said, this is unbelievably powerful. So then I started teaching this to chambers of commerce, right? And I you know, branding the bank, I was teaching LinkedIn. Um, I, I think I was the first connection of hundreds of people over about two years. Um, and I had a, a someone approach me and say, hey, do you want to start a sales training company with me? So I said, sure, why not? So we launched a sales training company and I was a good sales trainer, but I was a great LinkedIn trainer. And because I had been such an early adopter, Um, I locally really got known very quickly and got brought into a huge company, Aramark, and said, you know, here, they literally handed me the challenger sale and said, we just got trained on this. They said, the next step is we need LinkedIn training. Can you go figure it out? And so I created a whole curriculum for, you know, around this, the, two things around the challenger sale and Miller Hyman. They handed me blue sheets and green sheets and gold sheets. So now I had all of this kind of sales um, beyond what I was training, all the sales input. And I put together an incredible program for Aramark. And, and I ended up, I said, you know, I put this together. It's, you know, is this my IP? And they're like, yeah, it's yours. We don't care. So it became yeah, like, big so, companies, they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. You take the small PR you won't do much with it. We'll take the, 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 the work afterwards. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, they just said, create something. I didn't have any agreement with them. I don't even think I had a written contract. I think I invoiced them. And so I created this program, which was really successful and ended up going to my partner at the sales training company. And I said, you know, this is all I want to do. And she laughed at me and she's like, it's a fad, right? This was now almost eight years ago. And I said, I I really only want to do this. And she's like, well, that's not what the company I want. So we gave each other a hug and we parted ways and we're still good friends. I adore her and she's got a great company and I launched social sales link and I never look back. That's awesome. And what's really funny is you also covered your favorite, your first failure with, uh, sorry, no, I believe it is your favorite fail. Yes. Your favorite failure about the dissolving of the sales training company, but also it shows the great success that comes from it 
because now you you launch your own company that is amazing and has done helped hundreds and probably thousands of thousands people. sure tens of thousands tens at this of thousands. Point. We're, we're we're just gonna go it's gonna help a hundred thousand for sure that's guaranteed. we'll get there we're okay. probably in tens of thousands right now but we'll get thousands, but we'll get hundreds of thousands by the end of all this just this podcast alone yes of course um so having that first and that that being your favorite failure the dissolving of the company is what would you consider your favorite success that you've had so i i just want to clarify the company didn't dissolve the company is actually thriving without me that's okay just partnership my the partnership dissolved the company is doing very well um i don't remember what i answered but i'll say probably my favorite what so the question is my favorite success yeah and if you would like i could read you quickly what you wrote and or we just give me a a hint on the Um, yeah i have a lot helped an existing connection uh Ah, michelle vincent maybe possibly you didn't leave any names so i'm going with what you're you're saying during the pandemic yeah during the pandemic okay this is it's my my new favorite story (laughs) i have lots of them so our client michelle vincent who I adore in the middle of the pandemic, like everyone else was like, where's business going to come from? And she was a recruiting firm and nobody had work, right? Like, so like it was, it was tough, right? So um, one of the homework pieces that we had people do was export their LinkedIn connections. And we call, we call it conduct CPR. So yes, it's bringing them back to life, but it's also identifying clients, prospects, and referral partners. And while she was reviewing that, she noticed one of her clients uh, actually was at now at a new company. And she reached out to them and you know they needed tons of people at the level that all of the people that she had that had been laid off, she could reemploy $1.5 million worth of them which is now up to 3 million for that account. And she sent me a little email that said, thank you, my commission paid for my daughter's college. So thank you for paying for my college educate, my daughter's college education through this commission. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) So currently that's what, I mean, I have a lot of client stories like that, but that was, that was fun because it was when no one was selling, she was able to do that. That that is impressive, especially for a recruitment going going during the pandemic when everybody's like yeah no everybody's fired let's get let's save money then all of a sudden you're like no uh we got 1.5 now 3 million dollars being generated from this yeah wow that that is a huge success and if that's just your newest recent one well and there have been a lot since but not at 3 million (laughs) yeah no that that is a huge uh huge number to be uh proud of yeah. 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 So, but we've got lots of stories. They're just story after story because here's the thing. Most people, as I said, are overwhelmed with LinkedIn and we make it so simple. We just make it easy. And folks are like, well, I'm not a good um, content writer. I'm not going to be able to leverage LinkedIn. LinkedIn is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, LinkedIn is the ability to search and filter your clients' connections to get referrals. LinkedIn is about connecting with all of your clients and seeing, you know, what referral partners do they know that they can introduce you to. So there are so many ways to use LinkedIn simply 
that make filling your pipeline fun at a high level of credibility and much easier than any kind of cold calling. I, that's amazing. That's, I, I never really looked at it. I looked at it as another opportunity for me to promote my podcast, obviously, because as a podcaster and not really looking at it to build connections for referrals or potential new clients and that. That's, I love it. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a little CPR, export my uh, ca categories and uh, see who are clients, who are prospects and who are referrals. I, I love that. Yay! <laughs> Thank. Already actionable advice from the LinkedIn whisperer here. Um, we're going to move on to another one of my favorite questions I always ask is, uh, your, the best lesson you learned from a success? Oh, remind me. See, I should have had my notes up. It's okay. It's fine. It's about working with each client around what they are looking to achieve. So, so, the, so what... That's my favorite lesson you learned from success. working with people and uh, your clients and seeing how they, how you can help, I guess, how you can help them achieve what they're looking for. So I, I would say like my biggest lesson over the years and LinkedIn really helped with this, but it's really about detaching from what the client is worth to us and attaching to what we are worth to the client. So I think, you know, the biggest success I could tell you about how I closed TD Bank, or I could tell you, you know, the huge success in working with, you know, Fortune 100 companies, how I closed a deal with Comcast, right? I could tell you all those great successes and you'd be like, oh, that's good. They're, they're already sounding impressive. <laughs> but, but really the success, the lesson is to not focus on the the close focus on the solution can you actually bring value and if you can't you've got to be okay with that maybe you can refer them to someone but it's really attaching to how can i help this client how can i help this client fill the gap between where they are and where they want to be or where they need to be and if we can do it the sale will happen right so building relationships bringing you know, insights and value to the conversation leading to your solution, if appropriate, or to, an, you know, a, a referral into someone else that can help them if it's not. It's, it's true. I, I think detaching yourself from the outcome and seeing how you can help the individual, the client themselves, and treat them more than, more than just a, a, a check in your pocket and more as a human, I think that generates even more revenue in the in the long run i think so love it. i love lessons like that that really gel with who i am as a person because i believe in that treating everybody like each client i get it's i i don't i don't really care if they sign with me or not if i can help them grow a great podcast that's even better for me so i love seeing it in bigger and larger successful uh companies and uh, entrepreneurs like yourself um what are some, what is the lesson you learned or your favorite lesson you learned from a failure? My favorite lesson from failure. Uh, I'm so, you know what? I did this. I was so excited in answering no all your questions. If, if you don't even have to go with what you, you said, you can, if you, oh, pops up, what did like, I say? You said best lesson learned from a failure. Follow what I really love to do, what I'm good at and do it with authenticity. Yeah. So let's go back to the sales training company, right? Okay. So my lesson, I was a good sales trainer. 
People enjoyed taking my class. It was pretty decent, but I certainly was not fantastic. In fact, I'm part of women's sales pros and I listen to some of these incredible sales trainers deliver aha moments every five minutes. And my sales training was good. So I think, you know, one of the things when I, I decided to move into the LinkedIn training only were three things, right? So the first thing is I really loved it. The second thing is I was exceptionally good at it. And the third thing is people were willing to pay me for it, right? And so I hit that trifecta. So I think the lesson is if you really love something that you're good at that people will pay you for, follow that dream. I think, you know, the fact is I could have been a pretty mediocre sales trainer for the rest of my career and done fine because I was really good at sales too, mm -hmm. right? So I could have done fine, but I would not have delivered the value or had the passion or, you know, really brought a significant impact to every single one of my clients that I am now having followed that trifecta. I like that. I, I like that you found that you were okay and you took the risk from doing what you were okay at going into something that you loved and you were only going to get better at. So and when you have that passion and you're already really good at it, you get better and better. Like, you know, people laugh all the time because they're like, well, what do you do for a hobby? I'm like, I listen to other people's podcasts on social selling and sales. I like my hobby is continuing to learn and hone my craft. So, and they're like, but that's what you do nine to five. I'm like, no, I teach nine to five. My hobby is learning from other people and filling me. That's so. true. I, I listen to so many interview podcasts on entrepreneurship and that just so that I can better. And I've already, this season is already a accumulation of all the lessons I've learned so far from listening to them with having a proper pre-questionnaire to vetting my guests and that. So it's only getting better and better. Oh, I'm so glad I passed your vetting. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love having experts on from different domains because LinkedIn is, I think, one of those social medias that my generation doesn't really understand because we, we weren't brought into it because we looked at it, oh, it's for business people. And so we developed on the you know more social side with the Facebooks, Instagram, Twitter and that, whereas LinkedIn is such a powerful tool for connections. I've made a... A, a, so many great connections and from guests being on the show from them being meeting them on LinkedIn. So it is a, it's such a powerful tool that I think is underutilized by so many people. Yeah. I'm on a mission to change that, to have it utilized way better. Oh, I, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, getting, <laughs> seeing more and listening to more of the podcasts that you're on so that I can delve more into the world of LinkedIn. Um, now, what is your ultimate goal? What is the ultimate goal that you have being either the LinkedIn whisperer or just your everyday self? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things is we have a, a free membership for LinkedInLibrary.com that, by the way, this podcast will get linked to. So everything that we do publicly, we add to our free library. 
Um, so my goal by the end of the year is to have 10,000 members that are free in the LinkedInlibrary.com. We're a little over 3,000 now. And we just launched a few months back. So we're having a really good time with it. Yeah. And then, you know, we have a couple of premium, like we have a $99 e-learning and $29 monthly. Right? And so building that and growing that over time um, is, is my goal. Um, I train sales teams as my primary business. My passion project is this membership. We have coaching twice a week. You know, $29 a month, twice a week, it can come on coaching. It is my favorite two hours of my life. So, well, other than I have wonderful family and I, <laughs> my favorite two hours of my professional, professional life is I get on and I answer questions to coaches and entrepreneurs and they have immediate successes from simple coaching so, you know, what is my goal to help as many of these entrepreneurs and coaches at this really low dollar amount so people can afford it no matter where they are and get access to my team at great value. I love it. And it, it is, uh, I'm, you, you got a new member because I'm going to be signing up right after this. Yay! Because um, more knowledge is always better. And I, I, yeah. I have a voracious appetite for knowledge. That's why I started this podcast because I want to learn from entrepreneurs because I didn't have any entrepreneurs in my life, so I use podcasts to meet as many uh, entrepreneurs as possible and have those mini masterminds. Um, I love mini masters. In fact, our coaching is really run like mini masterminds. So it's awesome. And we just have, you know, 20, 30 people showing up and the energy is awesome and the questions are amazing. And we help people like get their profile where it needs to be and prospect and get client referrals. And it's just, it's just unbelievably impactful. And so I have such like, you know, I want to help as many people as possible. And we figured out how to do that. I think it's a genius idea and I love it. I can't wait to, after this, I'm definitely going to be jumping on and checking out everything in the free resource. Obviously links in the show notes down below uh, to reach out to uh, Braylon about everything. Um, now, what's my, oh yes, here we go. What is one lesson you would like my listeners to take away from this episode? So, you know, we didn't talk much about the philosophy around using LinkedIn for social selling. And I think the, the major philosophy that everyone should really focus on is, um, well, there's a couple, but first start with, you've got to earn the right to get these conversations. So uh, a lot of times people are like, oh, I can't wait to use LinkedIn. So they have like the connect and pitch, which is a bait and switch, right? And so we, we've got to earn the right. We've got to show up and bring value and get people excited to take our call. We have to stop telling them how we, ha how we help them. So a lot of times we're like, we help companies just like you. We get it all the time. Instead of telling them, actually help them. So as a podcaster, I thought I'd send, a, you know, I, I, I have a blog on 10 ways to find better guests on LinkedIn. If you're interested, let me know. I'm happy to send you a link. And you're like, oh, I want that, right? Yeah. So figure out what is it that your prospects want to consume that you can help them with and bring extreme value that gets them to say, man, if I can get this from a checklist or from a blog post or from a little video, imagine the value if I have a conversation. 
And then you start to get hands raised. And when you ask for conversations, they're like, absolutely. I would love to talk to you. There's great value in this. I love it. Now, you mentioned that there was other philosophies regarding LinkedIn. Do you care just briefly going over them, not going into depth, maybe just giving us one or two so things about this. my philosophy or other philosophies? Let's go with so, yours. Since this is a, a podcast about you, we'll go with yours. Yeah. So the philosophy around this is really, and I kind of alluded to this, but it's about building relationships, bringing value, providing insights, understanding that the sales will come when the time is right. It's again, detaching from what that prospect is worth to you and attaching to what you're worth to them. If you can continue to bring value on a consistent basis and then say, hey, you know, if you're experiencing some challenges around that, I'm happy to chat, right? I'm happy to get on a call. Even if we never work together, I can provide additional value. You've earned the right because you've given them value. And, you know, and, and we do this enough on a consistent basis, the sales will happen. Our goal is to just provide more value and ask if they want to call more value and ask, you know, if, if they like some guidance around this, if you're exploring, I'd be happy to share additional insights. And when they go, I got this much from a blog post, imagine what a phone call would be. And on that phone call, they didn't raise their hand and say, tell me about your products and services. It's not, this is not pull out the pitch deck phone call. This is, Hey, I'd like to really understand your environment and bring actual insights that get you thinking differently about your current situation call and then convert it to a sales call. Give them free value in the first message, the phone call, give them even more value, which will just lead to an actual close full sale. Like yeah, that. and I actually have a system, but at the, the end, when you've learned about them, you've asked questions, you've provided aha moments that they've been like, oh, I didn't think about that, or that's really cool. Now you say, you know, this reminds me very much, and you've got to have this lined up and be prepared, of a client I worked with a year ago. Can I share that story with you? And they're like, yeah, sure. You just brought great value. And so when you can tell a client story, you're now bridging the gap between um, an insights call and a sales call. Because now it's like, you know, so so does that resonate with you? Does that story do? Yes, absolutely. Um, are you open to exploring how we might be able to help you the same way? Yes, of course. Like you're in the moment. And now you're able to close the call from an, I'm only here to bring you insights. You don't want to bait and switch them of course not. and pitch too soon. You need to get permission to move to a sales call. I like that. Always getting that permission so that you don't, one, you don't seem like a sleazy salesman. They, they feel connected to you and it's less of a uh, pressure to more of a, an agreement that we both want to go on this journey together. Absolutely. Just more insight, more insight. I love it. Uh, we are coming to the end. Um, there, my final question is more of a selfish question for me. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm a voracious. Uh, uh, I love knowledge, and reading is another f fun thing I do. Do you have any books, or even a one mm. book that you would suggest for entrepreneurs, business owners, or even influencers? when they're jumping into either the LinkedIn game or into the world of entrepreneurship, since you did that jump as well. Yeah. I mean, I have a book. So if you're going to talk about a LinkedIn book, 
the LinkedIn sales playbook, a tactical guide to social selling. Um, but, but if you're going to say what books have had a huge impact for me, um, there are about four or five. Um, one of them is Keenan's book called, uh, gap selling okay. huge. Another one would be Larry Levine selling from the heart. Um, another real, so an older book, it's called Endless Referrals by Bob Berg. Bob Berg also wrote The Go-Giver, but this was a previous book and I love The Go-Giver, but the Endless Referrals really is, has a huge place in my curriculum and the way that I think of things. Um, so I would say those are some of the big books. There's a really easy, fun book. Um, by Phil M. Jones, and I'm blocking the name of it, which is exact, I think it's called Exactly What to Say. And it's, I have it on audio. I don't even think I have, I'm looking at my books. I don't even think I have it physically. I think I have it on audio, but it's literally like three minute chapters on audio of exactly what to say when people say things and it's for sales. It's how to, like it changed the way I close business. It changed the way I, I position things so that my sales calls um, are, are very purposeful. And I, it's just a fun, easy, I'm sure it's easy to read, but certainly easy to listen to. Um, so those would be my few. I have a lot. And I do most on audio. That, that, that is perfect. Those are books I haven't been told about before from other entrepreneurs. So I'm excited to at least start getting one to two. Obviously, your book is on the top of the list because uh, – if I'm going to be using LinkedIn to close or even get more yes, it's best to come from the LinkedIn uh, whisperer. So, Brian, I'm going to give you the last five minutes here. Let my audience know where they can find you, how they can connect with you, and uh, and as a thank you for being on the show. So, here you go. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. So, Bryn Tillman, I'm still the only Bryn Tillman on LinkedIn. That's the best place to find me. If you go to socialsaleslink.com slash store, you can find our free membership, um, our e-learning and our coaching. So it's socialsaleslink.com slash store. If you just want the free membership, it's linkedinlibrary.com. Uh, and I'm on Clubhouse. So if you are doing the Clubhouse thing, I'm at Bryn Tillman. Oh my gosh, I'm having a blast on Clubhouse, uh, which is an audio only platform uh, for mobile. And I'm obsessed. So uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It is my pleasure. Sorry about that. I was actually trying to connect to you on, on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> I'll wait till after the interview for that. I have to learn patience. Um, I, I want to thank you again for being a guest on the show. You were an incredible resource for not only myself when we were talking beforehand, but also my audience. I know will definitely get a lot of value out of it because we do have a lot of LinkedIn people on it. So really, thank you again for being a, a, an amazing guest. I'm looking forward to having you again and uh, connecting with you on uh, LinkedIn and seeing the growth that you have. Terrific. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. I want to thank Bryn for being a guest on the podcast. She was an amazing entrepreneur sharing so much of her story with us. Uh, make sure you go check out her website, guys. It is a valuable resource. Uh, again, thank you, Bryn, for being a guest on Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. And again, to you fine folks listening in, thank you again for subscribing and sharing the episodes with everybody. And remember to invest in yourself.